Well, hello, friends. This is Pastor Frank, and I'm with my friend Ray, and you're listening to Grace Radio, we call it. And, uh, you know, some people say, well, you're not on radio, you're on a podcast. Well, that's true. I, I will agree with that. However, I'm in such a habit of calling it radio many times because we do have a radio broadcast. We're on radio stations in New Hampshire and Maine. It's called Word Radio. And prior to that, some of you may know, we've had a broadcast titled Sila, And we've been on the air with that about at least 15 years. Plus, we've had other radio broadcasts called Amazing Grace Ministry. We also go back in the past and remember doing from coast to coast, we did broadcast dealing with addictions. So we've been on radio a long time, and so don't ask me what podcast is all about because I don't know. <laughs> but we're calling it uh, uh, radio, Grace Radio. And the, the key word there is the word grace. And now how would you define or how would you interpret and explain what the word grace means? Well, let me tell you, and you'll be hearing about it today, I'm quite sure. Grace means, from God, grace means that God is giving to us a free gift. And you might say, wait a minute, how does God give you a free gift? Well, think about it for a minute. If you wanted to know God's forgiveness, if you want to know you're going to get to heaven, well, all of that is a gift that you have to receive. Because here's something that many folks just don't get it. God gives to us freely forgiveness, salvation, and a home called heaven. You can't earn it, and you can't deserve it. It's a free gift. You have to receive it, and how do you receive it? By believing that Jesus Christ is Lord, and he died on the cross to pay for your sins and mine. Sometimes we think about the word ransom. A price had to be paid for the sin penalty. And the whole world is sin. The whole world is lost in sin. But what did God do to get sin out of the way so that sinners like me and you can find God's forgiveness and a personal relationship with him? This is how God did it. Jesus came into the world and he carried our sins to a cross, the old rugged cross. And God in his justice had to make sure that the penalty of sin would be paid for. And it had to be paid for because God is just. He's perfect. So sin had to be paid for. So how was that done? God himself did it. God the Son came into the world. And now I learn from reading the Bible that Jesus carried my sins. He carried your sins all the way to the cross. And he paid the penalty for my sin and yours. Well, you may say, well, where's the catch in this? The only catch I know of is to believe what God has done for you and to receive him as your Lord and as your Savior. 
Have you ever heard that before, friends? Well, maybe you haven't. I always believed before I became a Christian that I had to deserve it somehow. But that didn't work. There was nothing I could do to deserve it, and I knew it. I was a sinner, and I couldn't avoid that reality. Same for you. The Bible says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yes, not to hurt your feelings, but I need to tell you something. You are a sinner, and you need God's forgiveness. And there's no one who can forgive you for your sins in terms of having a perfect relationship with your God as your Father in heaven. You won't have a relationship with him. You can't until you know that you have confessed your sins to him, that he would forgive you and bring you into his royal family. So do you know Jesus as your Savior? I hope so. I hope so. We're praying for you, and if you need to have more information about this, why not send us a message? You can click on the a message file right there on your computer, on Spotify, or wherever you're hearing us. Send us a message, and I'll get back to you. We will. Now raise with me and what we like to do, uh, and oftentimes what we do is share the Word of God. Because the Bible is called the Word of God, and that's where we read about Jesus and his words. It's strange to me how that many times, in fact, I noticed it over the weekend going by a radio station. It was a religious radio station. I, I won't announce the denomination. It's not necessary. But people were talking about doing the right thing. If you want to get a good heart, a right heart with God, and know you're going to go to heaven, they were talking about doing everything right and trying to do this, pray more, do indulgences or whatever that may mean, uh, give, um, do all your sacraments, religious duties, and if you do enough and you do a lot of uh, special prayers, uh, God will write it down so that when you go before God's throne, um, God will say to you, hey, you did a good work. You prayed a lot. You did this. You did that. So I think I'll let you into heaven. Well, friends, it's not like that. If you're going to come up before a gate and Peter is there waiting for you, Peter might say, why do you think you can go into heaven? You might say, well, I've been a good guy. I've done good things. But Peter would say, it's not good enough. The only way you can get into heaven to be with us you have to confess Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord who paid for all your sin. Nothing you deserved, nothing you earned. It's a gift. Very important, friends, that you know that. I don't know. Maybe you've really heard that for the first time because the reason why I think many people haven't heard that, uh, Ray, is because I never knew that myself. I thought I had to earn it or be religious I had to commit myself to the religion I was brought up in, but that doesn't do it. That's going to get you nowhere. That's right. Nowhere is absolutely right. So I finally came to that place. I'm sure you did, too. Oh, sure. But, um, you know, I was thinking, Pastor, as you was talking about grace. Yeah. Grace is such a, a marvelous thing because, like you said it so perfectly, 
Grace is something we do not, under any circumstances, deserve. Absolutely, you're right. We do not deserve it. But nope. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Well, God so loved man yep. that he gave his only son. And that is grace. And if you understand the whole picture of what grace is, uh-huh. you know that it is indeed just a gift. That's right. Because it's something that we we shouldn't even have. Right. And the words that you emphasized there when you shared this is he gave. That's grace. Gave. He gave. He gives it to you. Can't pay for it. No. Nope. That's beautiful. So that's what the gospel is all about, and that's why we're here, Ray, because we know from our own personal experience how much God loves us. Oh, sure. Jesus died on the cross for us since. It's not a matter of religion at all. Can you imagine that, though? Yeah. Can you Can you get that into people's heads, that... The, the story of the cross, why Jesus went to the cross for us. Yeah, I know. It's, it's hard to imagine. Yeah. That's why, you know, I have a little problem with that word agape love. Yeah, yeah. Because I have a feeling it's, it's, we we just don't understand it. No, we don't. There's something about it that uh, keeps us from understanding. Uh, I, we have to hear it from God. Yeah. It's another language, so to speak, in a way. Because if you try to discuss these things on human terms, many people won't get it. Mm-hmm. Well, many people say, yeah, you can't do that. You have to earn it. You have to prove yourself. Yeah. You've got to live by the commandments and all those things, there's which are good few, things to do. There's a few religious denominations that believe that. Yes. Bible-believing denominations that believe that. That's right. That's right. That's they just, I don't wrong. know where they get it. I know the Bible is clear on the message of grace. Yeah. That's that's why I'm saying uh, it's it's more of a um, a grace um, open your eyes kind of things by the Holy Spirit that God gives to people to understand this message mm-hmm. because you could talk to people that just don't get it mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's like someone said you know we're spiritually dead until we open our eyes or God opens our eyes to the message well, of the I think, cross. I think you hit it right on the head when you said the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I think that when we talk to people or we listen to messages or something like that, if the Holy Spirit is not active within you, mm. you're not going to get it. That's right. And there are Christians I've seen myself Sometimes when I'd listen to a sermon or a Sunday broadcast or something like that, I didn't, I wasn't paying attention. And I think that's because at that time the Holy Spirit was not really active in me. And it happens to all Christians. It does. Just because you hear a message does not mean you retain that message. Yeah, it's like it goes one ear and out the other ear. Exactly right. Yeah. And uh, I think that Christians, people outside of Christ, the Christian world kind of thinks that I'm not good enough to be a Christian. That's right. Well, Christians are not good enough to be a Christian. <laughs> it's absolutely true. You know, so It's kind of ironic, but it's true. No, there's no one deserves it. That's right. That's why grace had to be the way to go. There you go. 
God knew we couldn't do it on our own, so he had to do it for us. Yep. Uh, the whole world lost in sin, so he had to come into the world and pay the price, yeah. the judgment for our sin. It's an amazing story, the gospel story. I wonder how many really understand John 3 and verse 16, because there it is yep, right there. there. Is. Yeah. For God so loved the world he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Wow. Period. 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 That's it. You can't add to that. No. Nope. You can't take away from it. No. If somebody really, really understood just that one passage and they'd believed be it, yeah, they'd it'd be, be done. Saved. Yeah, and believed it in their heart. Yeah. That's it. That's it. It's all over. It's so simple. We, as Christians, are the ones that complicate the Bible. (laughs) You're right. We're the ones that have the complication. We try to sometimes overthink something. Yeah. uh, And it it just doesn't work. And sometimes, as Christians, we mean well, but we can get get legalistic. We can get judgmental. We can be dictators instead of just sharing God's love and grace. That's what I was saying about people outside of the Christian world. Mm -hmm. They look at us and they say, oh, gee, he's a good guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, he he does this and he does that. No, don't don't believe that. Christians are human beings. That's right. Jesus said in this world you will have tribulations. We're going to have problems just like anybody Anybody else. else. That's right. Just because you see a guy standing up uh, at his um, podium and Mm -hmm. he's all dressed in nice clothes and he's got uh, different paraphernalia on him and everything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. doesn't make him good. No. You can dress up all you want. Dress up all the way you want. Doesn't change the heart. Only God changes the heart. Exactly right. You look on people and say, hey, Mm -hmm. uh, I can never match him. Yeah, you can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You certainly can. It's just such an exciting love story that God has given us. Mm -hmm. Um, By the way, well, let me tell folks who maybe they just came on with us. You're listening uh, to Grace Radio. My name is Pastor Frank. And I'm with my partner, Ray, and uh, we like to talk about the Bible and things in the Bible that can be, and I'm sure they are, very important topics that you need to know about, just in case you don't know about it. We've been talking about grace so far in how God has done everything to make it possible for the worst of sinners to go to heaven if they just understand the gospel message. And the gospel message, very quickly tell you in one sentence, Christ died for our sins. If we believe in him as our Lord and Savior, receive him into our life by faith that he is who he is, and he showed his love, by dying on a cross, paying the penalty and judgment for all of our sins. So, as I said, you're listening to Gray Ray. Ray. By the way, Ray, uh, I had another topic to share 
for the time we have here. Uh, I would title the message I'd like to share with us is uh, Jesus, the Mighty God. So I would like you to ask you, Ray, to help us out here, if you could turn in the gospel to Matthew chapter 8. We're going to begin, I'd like you to read a few verses there, beginning in verse 23. Matthew chapter 8, and someone listening to us can write down the reference, so you could look it up maybe even later on if you can't do it right now. Uh, while we're turning there, uh, Ray, I wanted you to know there's a cup of coffee here I left for you. If you like coffee, I know you like coffee. Put cream in it. <laughs> you want the cream? All right. The cream's here, too. There's even sugar, but, you know, I don't use a lot of sugar. It's not good for uh, you. But we're sweet enough. I know. <laughs> Well, I, I, I mentioned the coffee so you can relax and enjoy it, but I say that for our listeners, too, whoever likes to listen to us. Have a cup of coffee, relax, enjoy the Word of God, enjoy finding out more about God's love and His grace. But now our message. Matthew chapter 8, I would ask you, Ray, if you would read, beginning in verse 23 to verse 27. Okay. Now, when he got, I'm, there's a lot of he's, hymns and stuff. I'm going to say the word Jesus. Okay. Because that's who we're that's talking about. That's who we're talking about, about. yeah. Now, when Jesus got into a boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly there was a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with waves. But Jesus was asleep. Then... Jesus' disciples came to Jesus and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. But Jesus said to them, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then Jesus arose and rebuked the wind and the sea, and there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, Who can this be? that he even uh, controls the wind and the seas obey him. Mm. You want me to keep on going, or is that well, enough? Well, well, yeah, I, let, let's be a commentary here and talk about it a little bit. Uh, one passage that stands out to me, uh, we didn't read it, though, but it's verse 35, Jesus said, let's cross over to the other side. Well, you know, the thoughts I have about that is the fact that here are the disciples uh, caught in a terrible storm for a while and very frightening. But Jesus calmed the wind and the sea, something he had to do. It proves how mighty he is, he is because Jesus can control anything, and he certainly could control even nature. So he said, let's cross over. Mm-hmm to the other side. You know, in a devotional kind of a way I think of it, we go through storms too, Ray. And what I mean by storms is that they're an illustration of trials we go through in our life. It's like a storm. It's, It's a trial and it's very painful. It can be very frightening that we're in this trial that we're going through. It could be many things. But Jesus has a way of calming our hearts. Mm -hmm. When we begin to understand, as hard as it might be, that he's with us. 
He promised. He made precious promises. He said, I'll never leave you. I won't forsake you. Even in a storm, he will be with us. And he proved it because he calmed the wind and the storm. Everything calmed down. And, and I think there's many thoughts we could share here about this principle. But I think it's true that if we're going through a difficult time and we really understand as Christians, maybe we've had to be Christians for a while to really get the point, but we know now how much God loves us. So we begin to think about the faithfulness of God and how in the past he answered prayers and he did wonderful things for us. So now we can remember those things and say, you know what, I'm in a trial, but I know who God is. He will yet deliver me. How many times in the Bible has he done that for people who knew him and followed him and how God miraculously delivered them? And, and, and is it the same for us or not? Uh, when you go through a trial, can we, can we trust God enough to believe that he knows that we're in a trial? He knows when we're in a trial. Of course he does. Can't he deliver us? Can't he set us free from it, whatever it is? He can, but sometimes he doesn't. That's right. I mean, you know, we don't understand everything about God. No. Uh, you can pray, you can... I have right now a bad hand, and I pray to God that, you know, to heal that hand. Mm -hmm. But he hasn't. No. Will he in the future? He might. Perhaps. Yeah. But it, perhaps he won't. Maybe it's a trial. I don't, right. I don't know. It right. may be a trial I'm going through. Right. Maybe there's something in my life that uh, is not proper or right. Or maybe it's just a medical issue. That's right. I don't know what it is, but I got right. faith in God that, uh, hey, whatever it is, I'm going to get through it because he's with me. That's right. He's with you and he loves you. We may not know the reason for what he allows, right. but he does have a purpose. Sure. We just can't, we can't understand it. Let's face it, we can't understand all those things. No. Some people have had miraculous healings in their life. Others have not. And sometimes yeah. we wonder. That's right. Why does that happen? And, you know, we know the old story now, Ray, about why do bad things happen to good people? Yeah. And that happens. It, it happens. And it's what is happening, this, this much I know, mm -hmm. it's righteous. Okay. Do I understand it? No, no, I do not. But I know that there is a good reason for it and there's a good righteous reason for it. But I do not understand it. Right. No, we can't. No, we can't. And we're not supposed to. I mean, if we understood all of these things, why would we need God anyway? That's right. That's right. Know. We would be God. That's right, because he knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> we won't and we can't. We can. that's, a, that's a good point. But I was thinking uh, here in what we just read. Yeah. It says the disciples, now Jesus was asleep on this boat. Yeah. And the storm was there and everything else. The disciples goes to him and wakes him and says, Lord. Uh -huh. So the disciples know he is the Lord. Okay. You, you follow what me Yes, now. I follow I got, that. Yeah. I got a reason for this. And then Jesus says, oh, you of little faith. 
In other words, I am the Lord. Yeah. Don't you, don't sweat the small stuff. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. But I'll take care of this. Yeah. And it's like us sometimes. We're saying, Lord, we know the Lord, but for some strange reason we don't understand what is going on, that he can indeed take care of it. Yep. So uh, we call him Lord. He can do what he wants. He can do what he wants, but I don't know, sometimes it's unbelief or something he's saying, oh, ye of little faith, where's your faith in me? That's right. That's right. You know, where's Good your, point. Where's your faith to me? I can, I can. The wind and the seas are under my authority. <laughs> so that, true. That's what he said. That's a good point. So, so you're you're saying in so many words, I think, that if I'm going through a terrible trial and I, I'm wiped out, uh, and I can go to Jesus and pray and know that He hears me, mm-hmm. and He's going to do something about it. Could be. Right. Yeah, it could be that he okay. will do something about it. But it could be that he won't do nothing about it. Okay. Either way, it, it's like I'm coming back to the same old thing that I said. Yeah. It's a righteous act. Well, however he hears you, yeah. whatever he does for you is a righteous act that we just don't understand. That's right. I know of a very exceedingly good Christian person. Now, I can't judge anybody, but this was a good Christian person that died of cancer. Okay. And he died. Well, he was praying to the God to heal him. I was praying for the God to heal him. Everybody that I knew was praying to the God, uh, to God to heal him, yet he died. Right. So did God answer our prayers? <clears throat> he may have. I know it's kind of complicated to believe, but he may have. Maybe he took him so that he wouldn't suffer anymore. That's right. He brought him And up. that's the answer yeah. to our prayers. That, that was his healing. He's now, to my estimation, I can't judge, but to my estimation, he's in heaven. He's well healed. Well, that's right, and more than likely he was a true believer in Jesus because of being with other Christians and praying about his illness. Yeah. So God, so couldn't we say that God wanted to take him home? God wanted to heal him. Yeah. We're not understanding that healing. No. Because we figured that heal him physically. Right. So he'd be here on earth with us. Right, right. But God is saying, yeah, okay, I'm going to answer your prayers. Here it is. Right. I'm taking him to heaven. Right. He's healed. That's right. Yeah, he, God did answer that prayer. Now, but, you know, there are things like that that are sometimes confusing to people because they would say, you know, we love God. We've been praying fervently for this man to be healed. We've done all kinds of things, repented, prayed more, and all he made promises to God, and yet God didn't heal him. God took him home. Do you think God made a mistake and didn't care? No, not at all. Not at all. He probably no. healed him yeah, by taking, he, him, taking him home. Yeah, he, he actually did him better That's by right. taking him to heaven. But, you know, I, I can't help but remember, I, I told you once about it. It's a very simple story. When I was a young guy, I uh, candidated 
uh, for a pastoral job in a church. And uh, I found out later that someone else was hired in front of me. I didn't make it. Mm-hmm. I was very disappointed. I was hurt at that time. Mm-hmm. But my degree of uh, my idea of faith at that time is that God let me down. He didn't answer my prayer. That's how I was looking at it. Yeah, that's that's as, as normal as it can get. Yeah, but I was wrong. Absolutely, uh, he didn't want me. He didn't want to answer that prayer. He had something better for me. There you go. So I found that out later. It could have been a year or two later that I found out that God had another better plan for me. And I said to myself, wow, I'm glad I didn't get that job that I candidated for. Mm -hmm. See? So at that time, it was a disappointment. But God did the right thing. Righteous. Yeah. Yeah. God knew what was best. God knew what was best. And however it comes out, Mm. we know we got to figure out in our heart Mm. that whatever God heals us or not or gives us something or he doesn't his is a righteous act mm-hmm. ours is not because we that's don't right. understand what god is doing that's right the same way with you you got hurt and everything else because you didn't get the job mm-hmm. but was god right in not giving you that job absolutely there you go but as a young believer, not understanding all the ways of God, I was hurt by the fact that, God, don't you love me enough? Yeah, why didn't, you, why didn't you answer my prayer? But what makes you think that's any different than any other Christian would think? I suppose you're right. Just because we're Christians does not mean that we're not fallible. That's right. Does not mean that, you know, we can't get things all screwed up in our heads. Mm. Because we can. Mm-hmm. I know. But we've got to, we've got yeah, to but depend on God. Isn't it possible, though, to come to a place in your Christian journey where you could actually have enough maturity enough to say, well, it's okay, God didn't want this for me. We'll just move on. Uh, but many times, especially young believers, would be disappointed but maybe a mature believer would say, no, God, we got a better plan for me, I guess, and, and not get all upset about it. Well, I think so. Yeah, I, I do, do, too. I, I think do. that could be. Yeah. But then again, we can't throw away a humanistic part yeah. of us. Right, right. We're humanistic, and hey, when we get something or we don't get something that we think we deserve— well, we say, oh, man, you know, mm. we instead of saying, God, I know you're right and what you're doing and everything else, let me move on, yeah. we kind of sit back and pity ourselves. Oh, that's right, absolutely. Whether you're a Christian yeah, or not. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're going to yeah. feel sorry for yourself. Yeah. And disappointed, yeah. you know, you might wonder if, if God really, really loved me, he would give me this thing. Yeah, and I yeah. think. But it's because he loved me that he didn't give it to That's it would have been a mistake. Yep. But I didn't know it then. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we can look back, though, and discover it's not just me, but many people who have prayed and got a no answer, mm-hmm. but found out later on down the road it was the right thing. Yeah. I think so. no matter. I think that if you are a Christian, if mm-hmm. in your heart you accept uh, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. that the Bible says you're set aside. 
Yeah. You are set yeah. aside. You're kind of a special person. Yeah. But just because you're a special person does not make you a righteous person. And I think that where we are still human, even though we're set aside, we're human, we'll make human errors. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we're too humanistic, I think. <laughs> you can get too legalistic. We're not spiritual-minded enough. <laughs> That's right. I'm telling you, we're like Pharisees anyway. <laughs> we think we know everything. We don't know anything. That's right. <laughs> exactly right. We we don't have there's all kinds of mysteries in the Bible. That's right. All kinds of mysteries that we don't understand. You know, Ray. Uh, years ago, I I wrote up a devotional titled. Jesus, the mighty God. And I wrote about it, and I remember I spoke about it on radio, and uh, maybe I printed out some literature about it. Uh, And it's kind of interesting. It kind of brings us to where we are right now and these things we're talking about. Jesus has a plan for our life. Mm -hmm. Maybe we don't think about it. Maybe we don't believe it. Maybe we just can't figure it out, but he does have a plan for our life. His plan for his disciples was to take them to the other side of the lake. He can't fail in his promise to take them there. But there is a testing of faith on the way. In other words, it's Jesus saying, we're going to go over there. We're going to cross over here. We'll be on dry land before you know it. And that was his promise. But they were going to have a very difficult time getting there because of a trial. Mm -hmm. Now, at first, maybe they wouldn't think of it that way. I mean, we're with our Lord, and he says he can do this for us, do that for us, and he has done things for us. Uh, And he said he's going to take us to the other side, so there's no question. But then they fall into this tremendous trial with this terrible trial that comes up. The wind blew and the the sea was not calm anymore. It was very, very stormy and all of that, and they were scared to death. Uh, So they're going to go through a testing on the way to the other side, as Jesus promised them. So there is a point here, isn't there? It's obvious. Jesus can say, I'll do this for you, I'll do that for you, and I have a future planned for you. But that doesn't say we're not going to have a tough time getting there. (laughs) That's not going to come easy, necessarily. So that's the case here. So here's Jesus. He's been teaching the Word to them, and now they're going to be tested with what they have learned. The Word produces faith. We're called to practice what we've learned. That's why trials come, Mm -hmm. so that we will practice believing God when we have been taught certain things but can't quite see it happening the way we would like to. So we need to... Trust God with what is happening around us 
that what he said will come to pass. What did he say? I'm going to take you to the other side. But Lord, it doesn't feel like it. This storm, we're going to tip over, we're going to drown, I can't swim. It doesn't feel like you're going to get us there, but he promised he'd get us there. Yeah, because they lost their faith. They lost their faith. They had Jesus right there with them. Yeah. And they still lost their faith. Yeah. Here's God in the same boat with them. Yeah. Look at the other time there that Peter was uh, in the boat and he saw Jesus and he got out on on the water and started to walk. He started to, he took a few steps. Yeah. But then he lost his faith and down to the bottom he goes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we laugh about it, but it's true. He had his eye on Jesus. Everything looked great. But then he began to sink because he took his eye off Jesus. (laughs) There you go. We do it as Christians. We do it. I know it. I mean, you know, that's what's fascinating about the Bible. I think you and I spoke about it earlier. Jesus and the Bible can tell us simplistic things, but they're not simple. No, they are. (laughs) It goes deep. I mean, what a lesson here to learn from this story. Yeah. 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 If we take our eye off of Jesus, in our walk of faith, we're going to sink. You better believe it. Simple story, but it applies to my yeah, life. Yeah, but yeah. It, it, it's still that human nature in us. We yeah. can't get rid of. We'll get rid of this human nature when we pass away and we go to a spiritual nature. I know. That's yeah. the only time we're going to lose this human nature. Yeah, when God roots out our old sinful nature and gives us what He promised—a brand well, the, new life in Christ. But His promises—that's what holds us together yes his promises yes that hey it's it's gonna be better folks i mean it's yeah. gonna get better yeah you're going through some uh, tribulations and trials and everything else but believe me you're only here i think we said it before for what 50 60 70 80 90 years something yeah. like that right but we got eternity do you know how long eternity is? Tell me. <laughs> to be with the Lord? Yeah. No beginning, no end. No beginning, no end. Well, so. there's a beginning, but it doesn't end. Yeah. Wow, you know, it, it's so true. It, it, it's so fascinating uh, to go over these things. Uh, you know, it, it always fascinates me how that Jesus could give a very simple, childlike story, and it turns out to be very Profound, if that's the right word, because there are deep things there that maybe we never think about. And that's something, Pastor, we were talking about it before the broadcast today that I'd like to have you go into, and that is the the story of the prodigal son and the story of uh, the the Samaritan. That's a good Samaritan. Those are two fantastic stories oh, with are. a lot of they meaning are. and stuff like that. Wow. They well, never grow old. Yeah, you've got to get yeah. into that on one of these broadcasts and stuff I like will. that. I, I will get yeah. into I wish I wish I had a church right now that's 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 open where I could uh yeah. preach it preach on those messages somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um let me remind you oh have have some more coffee, Ray. Mm. Uh, but I'd like to tell everybody who might be listening right now, maybe they just came by it is true, friends, that we're talking about faith, and we're talking about the Bible, and we're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. And we may speak a little longer than we generally do today, uh, which is why I'm saying, why not relax, have a cup of coffee, and let God speak to you about some 
things that you may need to think about. Uh, I know these wonderful stories in the Bible are always fresh to me. I can always learn so much. And and that's what all of us have to do. Uh, and because of the grace of God, he brings us through trials. He brings us through times of, of great stress. Uh, God allows those things because that's the world. That's what the world is all about. But whatever God promises in the Bible that is personal for us to believe, because we are true believers in Jesus as our Lord, we have the understanding that what Jesus said is certain to come to pass. You know, that's what the word hope means in the New Testament, Ray. I know you know that. But but the word hope in the Bible is a little bit different than what we think in our English language. You know, when the Bible says we have hope, to see Jesus soon. The word hope means that what God promised is certain to come to pass, even if it doesn't feel like it. Mm-hmm. So we have hope. We have a living hope. That's how Peter wrote about it in his epistle. We have a living hope. God is alive and well. As a Christian, Jesus is very much active in our life, and he's teaching us things. And there's trials in life that God promised we'd have trials. Jesus said, in the world you shall have tribulations. But he also said, but I have overcome the world. And he has. But can we remember that when the storm comes and the boat begins to kind of rattle and roll? I mean, can we, you know, when things get tough, we have a tendency that God let us down and we don't believe him anymore. Well, did the disciples... Uh, think that? Well, they were afraid. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They yeah. they lost their faith. They, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they were with Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we're yeah. not with Jesus. we got Jesus in us. Yeah. Well, it's like you just said a couple of times. We're just human. We, we, That's we, right. Human frailties. Uh, we, we have a fallen nature, and uh, we have fears and doubts. Uh it, what would happen if God was sitting right here next to us? And in a sense, he is because he's with us. Yes. But we can't see him. So mm-hmm. what does that mean? We're going to doubt him or trust in his word? And the, the answer is we need to believe him and trust in the promises he has given us in yep. the word of God. It's just a, such a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, I would say to our friends listening to us, if if you would like to hear a message about the Good Samaritan, if you would like to hear a good message about the prodigal son, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. We really would. As far as we're concerned, you are our friends, and we want to be your friends. We're not here to discourage anybody, that's for sure, because the only thing that the love of God and the grace of God can do for us is encourage us. And if we're going to serve the living Savior, then we want to encourage others. We're here to love people. We fail many times and we fall short. But in our hearts, the reason why we want to love others is because Jesus loved us. 
and uh, we just want to love our neighbor, as the commandments tell us we should do. So, yeah, there are great lessons here, Ray, that uh, we need to continually remind not only ourselves, but others, our radio friends, uh, or our Spotify friends, I should say. Um, We need to remind everyone we can about the love of God, the grace of God, and the Bible is the Word of God and the many promises in the Word of God for the believers. And, uh, you know, I guess it's just sad for us when we realize that I hear many people speaking, even religiously, but they don't read the Bible. And they may not even believe many things in the Bible. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's the foundation of our faith is the Scripture. Uh, if we don't, if we put the Bible aside and we don't think of it as important because maybe we think we've outgrown it or it's an old book of fairy tales or whatever, that, that is absolutely wrong. It's a living book. The Bible is more true now than it's ever been. Which, by the way, uh, Ray, and I knew uh, you could probably comment on some of this. Um, listening to some good radio or Bible teachers on radio, uh, they can share and teach with absolute confidence about prophecy and things that are to come and that Jesus will straighten out all of this when he comes back. And it could be any time. We don't know the time. But Jesus is coming again. And those are great promises. There are some great teachers on radio. I like, personally, I like Dr. Jeremiah. Uh, His Bible teaching, to me, is excellent. And uh, he makes it clear. He's been teaching uh, Ray, as you might know. I know I'm getting off the subject here a little bit, but he's been teaching about the prophecy and how we can see many of it falling in place in today's world. Uh, because of what we see happening in the world, beginning with the pandemic that we just went through. I'm glad that basically it seems like that's put away from us, at least for a while. But the Bible gives us prophecy, right? Many things about prophecy. The fact that Jesus is coming again, that the world is going through many trials and so forth and so on. Well, in good teaching from the Bible, and if you're a real scholar and Uh, where you can do all of those things, uh, we find out that what we're dealing with in the world today is things that we've been struggling with, like socialism, communism, uh, what else? Uh, um, Fascism. Yeah, fascism and uh, Marxism, um, globalism. And uh, there's a lot of isms there. There is, and it's very real to life today. I think I've been reading a lot about that, and I know the Bible is a great book devotionally and the promises of God for our personal lives. But those uh, Bible prophecies and teaching can actually tell us why we're going through so many things in this world right now, and you could call it being in a trial on a ship somewhere with Jesus because where are all these trials in life and in our country? Where is it going to bring us? Uh, We can't be certain of anything. But through prophecies and through getting to know the Bible better, we find that um, 
there are many reasons for this, and it'll all come to an end. And someday the Lord will make everything right. Even when it doesn't seem like it, God will clean it all up, and we're going to have a new world and, and a, a new life in Christ. That's the promise for true believers in Christ, to know there's a place called heaven, and there will be a new world. There will be a perfect life for us. And it's amazing to think about it. But sometimes just being human as we are, we'll say things like, I can't wait. Can't it just come now and get this over with? We don't know the time. And God doesn't, hasn't told us the time. But it could be any minute. And, and so these are things that kind of stimulate us when we read the Bible and, and get to know some good Bible prophecy that makes all of these things very hopeful for us because what God has promised and given us hope for is something that is certain to come to pass. Isn't that a great thing to really hold, take hold of? Well, what we've got to remember, Pastor, and I'll ask you the question, who is the prince of this world? Good question. It's the devil. But who's in charge? God is. There you go. Yeah. We we're can't in, let the devil in, run us right That's now. right. We're in good hands. We are. We Hey, we're going through some rough yeah. times and everything else, but like you were just saying, in the end, we're in good hands. We don't have any, yeah. any worries. Even though we can't see it right that's now. That's right. That's the hard part. Uh, to, yeah, there's so much negativity going on around us. We talk about our public school education as not doing our children any good with teaching immorality and it's acceptable and drag queens uh, uh, taking children to see these things and know about. I mean, it's beyond my sense of morality, but that's the kind of world we're living in. Yeah. Uh, it'll be over. Yeah, let's not, let's not uh, forget. No. Let's not forget that uh, it's all going to come out very it, it good. Will. It will. Let us read uh, some of the prophecies, like you were saying, in the Old yeah. Testament. Yeah. Let us read Revelations and understand it to the best of our ability. We're all right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And that's the way to look at it. We have to look up. And, and understand it. I mean, we go, it brings us back to where we started. The followers of Jesus were in a ship where God promised he'd take everybody to the other side of the sea. Mm -hmm. But they had to go through a terrible trial first. Yep. Could we be in that kind of a situation right now where we are in this world or in our community? I think we are. I think so, too. I think we are, we're in a terrible place right now. I don't think that the people really realize the problems that this world has got right now. I know. They don't realize it. I but, don't think, yeah. again, I'm going to hold true to my faith and say, right. hey, yeah. uh, it's all going to come out in the wash. It will. Yeah. It's strange. You know, I, you know, I know we need to close. This is really not the intended message to speak about, but it does relate. Uh, the fact of socialism, which is a big part of our society now, and thought to be a good thing, 
the Bible's against it. Uh, a history proves that it fails every time. Socialism never worked. Um, and yet we're, we're in a culture now where people are looking forward to those things because they can think that it'll make life easier when history and our past prove that it doesn't. Um, so all of these things that are going on around us, we just don't realize it. We just don't realize it. Um, it's a war that's going on. And as you mentioned, the, the Bible says that the devil, who's a spirit, spiritual creature that we can't see, but the devil blinds the minds of those who believe not the gospel so that the light of Christ will not shine to them. So he's evil. He's a deceiver. And I would say right now, as we come very close to the end of this broadcast, that the devil, at times, with what God allows, can blind some people to knowing about the gospel and the love of God. And Jesus has appointed us to go out into the world and let the gospel be made known so that others may come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Well, you know, Ray, you and I are past the age of going out into the world, and we're limited. We can't do everything we would like to do, but we can share the gospel wherever there's opportunity. We have a church uh, that we associate with that teaches the Word of God. We have opportunity there to try and encourage people who may be there around us. We sometimes may find ourselves out in the community. We could be in a coffee shop. We could be out anywhere and bump into people who need to hear about the gospel. And without planning it, the Spirit of God may impress it upon our heart to mention something wonderful about God and his grace and the saving message of Jesus Christ as Lord. Friends, we really want to thank each and every one of you for being with us and listening to us share our hearts. And, and we know and we understand that you may not necessarily believe all these things. You may not necessarily agree with us about some of our own personal convictions. But we appreciate you listen, and uh, we appreciate your investigation of these things that we tell you about Jesus and the Bible. Uh, why not investigate it? Show us wherever we're wrong. And, and friends, we tell you, we promise you, you point out anything to us where we've been wrong about anything we've said, we would definitely want to correct that. Don't hesitate to tell us anything like that. We're here to encourage you, and we don't want to discourage you. So you can be open to speak to us about anything that could be on your mind. And if we could help you, we would. If we just need to be a sounding board for you so you can tell us how much you disagree, then you're welcome to do that. Because we want to know more about God, and we want to know more about you. Uh, but we are firm about what we do believe, about the Bible is the Word of God. We are firm in what we believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, creator of the world, who died on a cross 
to pay for my sins, Ray's sins, and your sins. We're firm about that. We believe it because we're deeply convicted of it by reading the Bible and, and, and delving into the truth about it. We can't help but share it because it's so much a part of our life. But so are you not free. You are free to share with us your convictions and your level of faith. We'll be glad to listen to you and hear you. And if we have a question that you may have, that you, if you have a question, and you would like us to uh, attempt to answer that question, we'd be very glad to. And don't forget, point out any mistakes we may have made. We'll be very glad to correct it. Um, so thanks for being with us, and make it a habit to be with us. And don't forget, you could send us a message right now on Spotify where you hear us. If you hear us on radio in New Hampshire or Maine or any other place, you could be in touch with us and write to us. I'd love to hear from you, and so wouldn't write. If you do feel to send out a letter because you'd like to communicate with us that way, um, we'd be glad to hear from you. Now, if we get a 1,000 letters all at one time, then you might need to be patient. It may take a while to try to get back to you, but you could do that. You could get in touch with us. And know this, we love you, we pray for you. If you have a prayer request for yourself, someone you love, someone who's sick, or if you have a question you'd like to know about Jesus and the Bible, then please let us know when you send us a message. Okay, would you do that? In the meantime, remember, you've been listening to Grace Radio. My name is Pastor Frank with Ray. And uh, we'd love to be here to share messages with you as often as we can. And we hope you'll stay with us every day of the week if you could possibly do that. And uh, we're here out of love. We're here out of love for Jesus and for all of our friends and listeners. Uh, we have no other motive but to share the love of God. We're not asking for money. We're not asking for <laughs> any kind of thing that, uh, you know, you might think of as, as uh, encouraging our physical, emotional way of living. No, that's not it at all. We're just so privileged to be able to share with you some of these things that we know, or think we know, about our Savior and our God. So please remember, I love you and concern. If you have a prayer request, we'd love to be praying for you. We could bring it even to our church and have others praying for you as well. And if you are living in the Burlington, Massachusetts area, and you'd love to go to a good church that we attend, we'd love to tell you all about it and how that can happen. And even if we'd meet with you or have a Bible study somewhere, um, in the neighborhood, maybe with all of your friends or family. We would be happy to do that wherever it's possible, but you need to let us know. So send up some message, please, and remember to pray for us. This is Grace Radio. My name is Pastor Frank with Ray. God bless you until the next time on Grace Radio.